Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy is the new book by me, Nikita Banks, a licensed psychotherapist and life strategist. Leverage the knowledge you'll receive in this book to help you with the process of obtaining absolute clarity through the use of guided self-exploration. This process is necessary to help you master all your relationships in 2019 and beyond. Go on Amazon.com or BlackTherapistPodcast.com and grab your copy of the book guaranteed to help you redesign all your relationships based on two basic principles, health and happiness. Get your copy today. Welcome to the Black Therapist Podcast. The Black Therapist Podcast is a podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. Now, if you are new to our show, I am your host, author, life strategist, and psychotherapist, Nikita Banks, in private practice in my hometown of Brooklyn, New York. I am available for both psychotherapy and coaching sessions, and you can find more information about that on my website, NikitaBanks.com. You can listen to our podcast everywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, Pippa, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and BlackTherapistPodcast.com. If you are a mental health advocate or therapist and you want to buy our podcast merchandise, you can do so by visiting our site. And if you want access to our free mental health tips, free online trainings, discounted selective services, and resources, do so by joining our mailing list by texting "get happy" all one word to six six eight six six. If you love the podcast, please like, comment, and share. We love to hear from you. And if you want to send me some feedback, guest suggestions, or simply to say hey, you can contact us at our website, BlackTherapistPodcast.com. Please be mindful that this episode and all of the information that we provide here is just a resource and a tool to help get you started on your mental health journey. If you are feeling any mental health distress or you are having any significant issues, please feel free to reach out to us so that we can find you a mental health provider in your area. Okay, let's go. Hey guys. So I hope you have missed me. I have missed you. Uh, It's been a while. Since I've done an episode, there are reasons for that. There's a lot going on. When I started this show, you know, the goal was just to simply raise awareness and talk about my own mental health struggles from the standpoint of not only a practitioner, but somebody who also was a patient. And my goal was also to do that for five years. I didn't think of where I would be in five years in terms of my career. I also didn't think that we'd have a once in a hundred year pandemic to contend with. I also didn't know that my life would implode and um, speed up and like be different in the beginning of 2020. But here we are. So um, I've had to step back a little bit and like recording episodes and like coming on because I've had to be inspired and I have to be inspired to do this show like I speak for a living and let's face it when you're online and you're seeing like therapists online or like you know people who do like YouTube channels or people on social media everybody has this profound thing to to say right and this this thing 
of brilliance to post online or or this this advice that's supposed to be life changing. And sometimes I just feel like I ain't got that. Right. I do the work. I'm inspired by the work that I do. Um, inspired by the knowledge that I have in doing the work. But sometimes just coming up with like things to talk about on the podcast. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I have a hard time finding things to talk about. So I only really record the show when there's something going on in my life. Or when I'm inspired to talk about the show by like certain things, recent events, current events, things that I have going on, etc. And I've kind of been low key, except for this week. So if you haven't noticed, I haven't really even been posting on social media, not because I, ha- I haven't wanted to promote the show. I think the last two shows that I did ended up not even being promoted on social just because I've been swamped. If you've been under a rock, then you know that the majority of mental health professionals in this country are booked and busy. So for me to have a booked out practice, which is something that I've always thought that I should have. Uh, hello. With all of the social media attention that I get, with all of the press attention that I get, and all the opportunities that come to me, I'm like, dang, I should, I should be, um, booked more, more. <laughs> I should have been booked prior to 2020, but 2020 just kind of like took off like a rocket. Um, and part of that was simply I was making a lot more money in my consulting work that I did that. Honestly, the earning, learning the business side of being in private practice was just something that I wasn't really focused on doing. So this year or last year, I made a bunch of decisions on where I would go in my business. And um, I'll announce a few of those things in a few weeks because I feel like I'll have something to talk about soon. But I. I've seen those things come to fruition Um, as of this month. I'll say my income has doubled in terms of like what I get paid with therapy, which is nice. I'm getting more of a consistent flow on hitting my income goals and doing, you know, the amount that I want to do. And I have to be honest with you. You know, success sometimes to someone when you are used to struggling is shell shocking. It is very freaking scary. Um, And I'm at a point where I'm making money and I'm reminding myself that I'm only one person. And so God forbid, if there's anything that happens to me as I'm building this business, how will my son be able to maintain it? How will the business go on without me? And it is it's very scary. It's a very scary feeling to think about um, your own mortality, especially in a year where death was so prevalent. So I've struggled with anxiety in the past. Um, and I also struggle with PTSD or I I don't know that it rises to the level of post-traumatic stress. I do know the criteria for, 
for post-traumatic stress disorder and I feel like I have a lot of the symptoms my their own therapist has never diagnosed me with PTSD it's not even something that we've talked about but to be honest with you there are symptoms that I've had that I don't even think I've ever even brought into the therapy uh, sessions with him but I know for a fact when there are certain situations like when I'm driving because I was hit by a drunk driver uh, a few years ago um, and I, I got a concussion and ended up in, in the hospital only for a day. But I ended up in the hospital because of the accident. Um, when I'm driving, sometimes there are certain things that happen, flashbacks, panic um, in the moment where I, I can get myself to calm myself down. But just that initial panic is so automatic that I know that that's what it is. So I'm dealing with some of those symptoms, but I don't feel anxious, if that makes sense. Like, I don't feel like I'm anxious. And I also don't feel like I'm depressed. Like, I'm I'm really happy, go lucky. COVID has really done wonderful things for me. I gained some weight, um, which I've, like, I'm a slim girl by nature, <laughs> uh, so me get, putting on the weight that I've put on, I'm very happy with it. I like how I look in clothes. You know, I'm I'm slim thick, um, and 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 bordering like slim fat, right? <laughs> so I'm getting to that point. My hair has grown. You know, my finances are in order. Um, there's a lot going on in my life that's that's great. My son is healthy. We're we're happy. But I, I often feel sometimes that when things are going way too good, that I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I remember saying this to my own therapist previously, like, damn, things are going so well. I'm really, really scared. Um, waiting for the other shoe to drop was the term that I used. And my own therapist said to me, well, maybe they're both planted firmly on the ground. And so I try to remind myself of that when things are going really well, not to panic not to expect the worst to happen. I know things are going to happen. And I'm just, you know, hoping and praying that if there is a adversity that comes, I will be willing and able to weather that storm when it gets here. But I'm afraid this has been a year or the past 12 months of significant change of significant growth and part of me also feels guilty because this last year for me personally has been a good year and so seeing my friends and family and even clients who who suffer and struggle was really difficult for me usually I do a toy drive every year um, some years I in the past I've been lucky enough to like pay for stuff by myself Sometimes I've done like club toy drives where people have come and donated toys to me last year, not 2020, but 2019, just random people. You guys, I asked you guys for listeners to come and help buy toys for um, the kids in a homeless shelter. This year I bought everything myself and I was able to afford it. I started at the last minute. It was too late for me to ask for donations. So I was like, I'm just going to pay for them myself. It was a blessing to be able to do these things, but I don't know. I'm feeling kind of wonky. <laughs> and so this is kind of why I've been 
silent um, for the last two years. And I think I've said this previously on the podcast, the, the message that God has been giving me is to be still and know and lean not on your own understanding. And so I've just been learning to just be quiet a little bit more. And it's it's kind of made me back away from the show a little bit. So I apologize if there is not as much content as I would normally put out, but here we are. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is the hundredth show. I guess I got to look that up, but I think this is either the hundredth show or the hundredth and 101 show. So congratulations for us for, for getting to this point. Um, I always thought once I got to a hundred shows, I'd be successful. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am on um, the show does use usually well. But again, I haven't been really checking the numbers. I haven't been really checking the metrics. I've been doing a lot of different things in terms of like my business is concerned. Um, Establishing a group practice structure. I told you guys I'm launching a group practice in a minute. So going through all of the the legal paperwork for that. um, Meeting with an accountant so that I can get my finances in order for that. that, And now having to pay taxes. I'm pretty sure I'm going to owe taxes this year. I'm you know, not looking forward to filing, but it's something that has to happen. So working with the accountant, I'm doing some other things. I'm vice president at NESW New York State. So having those meetings and having those conversations and doing the board meetings and stuff, it's a lot of work. So I want to be more present, but this is just kind of like what I have going on. Um, and I was doing consulting work and previously, like I said, my consulting work paid most of my bills, but not anymore. So private practice has been doing that. Oh, I've also been like shopping. Am I the only one? Like my weekly, I'm still, I'm still hibernating and like, um, what what is it quarantining I don't know if anybody else is still doing it anymore it feels like the whole world has opened up except for in my house um my son has literally been in the house for a year um quarantining I've been home working from home actually really quarantining so I leave my house a minimum of you know once a week that's not a real minimum because some weeks some days I don't go out but I go out once a week and my routine is like Aldi, Target, BJ's. I may hit a random grocery store. Um, and then Dollar Tree, right? So if you see me in a Chanel bag in Dollar Tree, <laughs> just just wave. Just 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 wave and don't pay me no real attention. But this is my weekly outing, right? So I haven't really been doing any of my social things, hanging out with friends, going out to events or anything, because for me, quarantining was um, just a matter of just kind of good practice, right? Being a a good neighbor. Um, my son has had lung issues. He had severe asthma. He's been hospitalized for it in the past. He's had pneumonia in both of his lungs. So the fact that in the the initial days of the um of COVID the fact that this was seen as a respiratory issue I was just like okay well we gotta just stay in the house there's not enough information there's you know 
there's no treatment protocols we don't know how we gonna get out of this we just gotta stay in i gotta stay in the crib so it really wasn't even like a a thought for me my mother is is a diabetic um and so staying away from family staying away from friends it was hard I am normally seen as more of a social person, a social butterfly. I usually go out and do things. And, you know, that's why you live in New York. New York is a very social place. However, I feel like over the past few years, I've kind of been isolating a little bit more. And I'm almost wondering if I care that quarantine is ending. Like, am, did I did I quarantine just because... I, it was the right thing to do or was I quarantining because I'm isolating right and so the people who know isolation <clears throat> isolation is part of the diagnosis for depression I'm wondering if part of this was just simply me isolating um, I don't think I'm depressed so that's not really what it is but I think that it allowed me to not focus on being alone or lonely. Um, it allowed me to like not have nonsensical conversations. I hate to say this. I don't see myself as like an introvert, but I'm feeling like I'm getting introverted. I don't know. Can you can you all of a sudden become a certain age and decide? Yeah, I don't really like people. I don't know if this is a thing, right? But like when I'm out amongst people, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever really going to feel completely comfortable just being out in the world with people in my face and breathing on me. I, and and I wonder if other people feel this way. I wonder if this is just going to be like a byproduct of COVID, of just like not being able to like go to the party and like eat chips out of a bowl that there are other people there or like eat food a la carte like I don't know if this is going to be like a whole mental health diagnosis that's going to have to happen afterwards I just don't simply know how comfortable I'm going to be at like being at, at a function and like food being open and people just kind of go like I don't know um I think I might mask up forever I just I don't I don't know Right. And I liked, you know, kind of wearing the mask and wearing the the eye shield because, you know, I got the fashionable eye shields. My my eye shields are fashionable. I'll post some on um, my my Instagram. Um, But like wearing the shields and wearing the, the face and putting on the thing like I don't know that I won't ever do that. I like not having a cold. I like not getting the flu. Um. I like being outside in the wintertime and actually having the mask on my face and being comfortable and like warm. Like I like <laughs> it snowed here and like I went outside and I had my mask on and I was like, dang, my face is warm. Like I like this. So I don't know what getting back to normal is going to look like after the pandemic. And I don't know if I'm completely ready. Am I the only one that feels like this? Like, I'm all good for intimate gatherings and hanging out with friends, but like going out to a nightclub and just having somebody, you know, that whispered conversation in my face was just like, uh, I, 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 I don't know. So 
am I the only like let me know if I'm the only one that's feeling like this but I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna ever really be able to get back to normal normal or if I'm just I just feel shell-shocked by this whole experience um so there's that um I got my COVID shot I want to talk about that so I work for a consulting company um well I do consulting work it's not a consulting company but I do consulting work for a company and they have their own medical center they have their own you know they have their own uh clinic and they had doses of the COVID shot Moderna so maybe two months ago yeah two months ago they had been, been reaching out like hey we have COVID shots do you want to take it and I was like mm, um, mm, you know because I'm black I know about Tuskegee I know about Henrietta Lacks I know about you know just the health disparities in this country and I was like I don't really know that I want to do this and to be honest with you and I'm going to knock on wood like nobody in my family thank God no immediate family either got COVID or even like nobody even got it to be honest with you I don't even know anybody in my own immediate family who got it and and for black people that's not easy to say now I have friends who are not blood who are like family who got COVID but nobody in my immediate circle um aunts uncles cousins that I know of contracted COVID um and I think I said this previously anybody and I do mean anybody who could have gotten something like COVID just you know just because we don't follow the rules we don't we 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 laugh we hug we socialize like my family was like this this disease was prime for us but we also are kind of clean folks so um nobody ended up getting it thank God and I hope that this stays the case. But um, I had had conversations with my mom. I had conversations with my family. And everybody was like, nah, we not taking it. So the first few times they called me to take the, the COVID shot, I was like, no, I don't think I want it. Um, actually, I just never called them back. I just was like avoiding the phone calls. And then there, there came a time where in New York City, they were talking about shortages in the vaccine like there were not enough for people to get as they were going around or whatever and I was like well I'm getting the vaccine if I get it through work I'm getting the vaccine at a medical facility for you know their employees and you know these these are like shots reserved for medical personnel and they are not making no more doctors they're not making any more nurses this is all they got so clearly they're probably going to do this with the the utmost care it was just kind of like what I was thinking but I remember as going to take the first shot I was so upset that it even got to this point right like how we had competent medical directives in the beginning of this pandemic, I would not have had to go through this. Like if we didn't have a stupid ass, ignorant ass, you know, 
anti-maxer, masker, anti-vaccine person, anti-science fucking president. Like we would not have had to go through this. I didn't have to take uh, Ebola vaccine. I didn't have to take a swine flu vaccine. I didn't have to take any of the vaccines for any of the diseases that could have been pandemics when Obama was president. Like, why do I have to do this? Not Obama, not Bush, not anybody, right? And didn't have to deal with any of this. It, it, in comes you know Archie Bunker from Queens so I was really upset that to even have to take it but I had a conversation with my son and I was like yo the job has doses of the vaccine um if they have enough because they they had like an overflow for family and friends but he didn't qualify for that but I was like, if they have enough and you, I could get you on the list, do you want to? And before I could even, you know, finish the sentence, he was like, yes, I want to take the, 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 um, vaccine. And I was like, well, why do you feel like that? And he was like, well, I've been doing research and, you know, it sounds science and we've been taking vaccines forever and, you know, I don't understand why people are afraid. And then we had the whole debate and discussion on like you know the history of black people and medicine in America and he's like I get all of that but like what's the alternative we're the ones who are dying um at alarming rates like you know you're in your he basically was saying like it's a rock in a hard place and my son and I share the same birthday uh I I don't like him all the time though I love him dearly but I don't like him. He gets on my nerves. It's literally like fighting with myself sometimes. But he's extremely educated. I know that he had done the research. He and I had talked about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you make this decision for me. I'll just go and take the vaccine. Um. So I signed up. I went. I took the, the first shot. Nothing happened on the first shot. My arm hurt for about a month. Then I went to... um my own medical appointments. I saw my friend who works in the hospital that I usually work at for doing my outpatient care. And uh, she was like, she got her shots. She got both of them. She was fine. It hurt, you know, her arm hurt. That was it. Like the pain that she was feeling in her arm traveled to like her breast area. And I was like, I was having breast pain. I never even thought to correlate it between that. So that was the first thing. I don't know why the needle hurts as much as it does. I've had the flu shot before. I've never had any reactions, never had any issues, whatever. Um, so that shot um, in the injection site hurt for like a week. And then um, I had some fatigue and tiredness the first time I had my first shot um guys if this is TMI sorry but I was also on my monthly and like my first day so I couldn't tell whether it was like just regular menstrual hormonal things that were causing me to be sleepy that day or irritable or like you know not feeling well or if it was the shot so I'm gonna just blame it on neither either or both right um, and then the second shot, which I wasn't thinking about until I had to take the second shot was like, you know, almost 30 days after I was like, Jesus, I'm going to be on my monthly again, <laughs> again. 
Um, but thank God my period came a few days before and it, it ended by the time I got my shot. So um, I got the second shot. I took a, a week off because A, I haven't had a vacation, a week's vacation since the pandemic. And it really didn't feel like a week because um, I feel like a, a vacation should be like seven, eight days. Like the like if you take off the Saturday, your first day off is Saturday, then your next day off should be Saturday and your first day back to work should be Sunday. Excuse me, that's not what I did. So um, at any rate, um, I took the week off. I got my shot on Saturday. The second shot got on Saturday, took it about 3 p.m. And about I was fine most of the night. I went to sleep when I got home, maybe around nine o'clock by 3 a.m. I was on fire. I did not have a fever. I checked multiple times. I may have, I could have gotten one afterwards. I could have gotten one in the meanwhile. I never saw um, temperature wise that I had a fever, but I slept most of the day. I had an immediate headache before the 12 hours were concerned. But after 12 hours, I was not feeling well. Um, I had chills, my skin hurt. Um, I know that whenever I'm sick, I take multiple showers just to try to get my regulate my body temperature. But like whatever was regulating my body temperature was not working. And so I had taken like maybe three or four showers. Um, I have like cool sheets. Um, they're, they're sheets that like supposed to help regulate your temperature and keep you cool and at night. So normally when I'm sleeping, I don't sweat with the sheets on I don't wake up full sweat sheets were not working I have a mattress pad that does the same thing my body was like f your mattress pad <laughs> so I was waking up um so this like 3 a.m Sunday morning um until maybe 6 p.m Sunday night my mom called me and she was wanted to make sure I was okay and everything was okay I had to pick up the dog. Um, just lifting him was just a very much of a chore. My dog is 15 pounds, Theo. You've probably seen him on my IG. Um, but yeah, it was a chore to like pick him up and feed him and take care of him and et cetera. Um, thank God I didn't really have to do much of that. But by Monday, I was fine. I can't even say I, I didn't even sleep in Monday maybe I slept in but I remember getting no actually what happened was I woke up in like the middle of the night like Sunday night and I stayed up to like maybe 10 11 Monday morning and then I went back to sleep because I was on vacation I was not in any in any right mind to like be anybody's therapist that day which I was grateful that I took the week off but I also um, wasn't feeling bad. So since then, I mean, I've went back to work since then, but since then I've been feeling much better. My appetite has waned. Um, I don't really have an appetite. I don't really have an ap much of an appetite anyway, to be honest with you. If I don't have a taste for anything, I don't eat food. Um, it's horrible like that. 
Um, my doctor says I need to eat more, but what if, if I eat in the middle, I think I, if I eat in early, if I like snack or like have a, like a breakfast, a bran muffin or something, it may jumpstart my metabolism and then I'll eat for the rest of the day. But if I don't break my fast, I don't break my fast. I'm one of those people who could fast without any issues. So, uh, that's my COVID shot experience. I haven't posted it on, on social. I haven't put it on my Instagram. I haven't talked about it on Facebook. I don't know why getting a vaccine, which is your own fucking personal business, is anybody else's concern. What I do or don't do for my health is my business. But... Um, I do think it's important for at least me here amongst friends and family to like share my experience. Black people are dying. Black people are underrepresented. We are not taking the vaccine. We're not doing what we need to do. I understand all the politics. I get everything. I know that even though I do trust science, I don't trust the science of this previous administration. Every step of the way we've been let down the cdc has let us down um everybody catered to this old ignorant ass fart and made excuses for him and like i i don't understand like we're in a post-fact era and it impacted things that we would normally take for granted you know in society and so um, I haven't really shared and I'm not not sharing because I'm ashamed because I don't give a shit what anybody tells me to do about my own health. But I don't feel the need to have those back and forth discussions, right? Like I get sick of people being like, well, why do y'all share your vaccination cards? Well, why does it bother you? that we do right or why do you say you're not going to take them i'm not going to take the vaccine okay well then you you will be susceptible to maybe dying from a deadly disease longer than we will maybe you'll be outside and i'll be fine but if i cough on you you're gonna have an issue right and so um i'm grateful that i have taken it it's over um I'm going to decide whether or not I'm going to go back into the real world, if that's a, if that's a thing. Um, but let me tell you what I did do. So because there's so many things happening, I bought myself a nice, expensive travel bag because I'm hoping to be able to get out and travel again. I think that once I'm able to like go outside, I feel good about being around the world. I'm going to ease myself back into like stuff my girlfriend got her COVID shot my son is getting his second shot um this week I'm gonna take a a few days off and take care of him I bought a bunch of travel clothes like vacation outfits and stuff during the pandemic so I think one of these days I'm gonna sit in my house and try them on to get myself geared up to be like oh I could get a real life I haven't bought bought any of these COVID sales for these uh, vacations I haven't done any of that but I'm about to get on that because maybe once I get over this kind of initial trauma of like 
this past year that we've experienced, maybe I could get back into thinking about what the new normal looks like for me. I don't know, but I'm, I, I feel so uncertain about so many different things in my life, but I also feel very hopeful because things are really starting to pick up and make sense and um I don't know I like my my faith is is strong but ooh so is fear and I know that faith and fear can't live in the same house but baby um they roommates today <laughs> they are roommates so I just I hope that you've been enjoying the podcast and I hope that if you are considering taking the um, the vaccine that you do whatever is best for you and your family. Um, if you my, my mother has decided that she doesn't want to take it yet. I respect that. But damn it, I haven't seen my mom in a year. Um, and so it'd be nice. I want to get emotional. It'd be nice to be able to go to my mom's house and like sit and like go on the deck and like sit with my nephew and make sure that they are okay. Um, It'd be good to be able to like spend that time with her um, and see some of the people that I love that haven't gotten the vaccine. But I'm excited for that day to come when they do so because for me this was not so much about me being afraid that something would happen to me and that I would get the virus and that I would pass away it really was me not being irresponsible enough to make someone else I love sick because that was something that I just simply could not live with and I still can't and so for my friends and family who refused to take it I just I don't want I still don't feel comfortable being around them because I don't want it to be a situation where I picked up COVID. I didn't know. And then I got them sick. It just wouldn't sit well with my spirit. So, um, you know, do the research, do what's best for you. Um, take the first opportunity to take it. If that's what you choose to do, if you choose to wait, wait, be very careful. I will still be out in my mask. I told you this is just what it is. Um, I have the, you know, fashionable face shields that I bought in multiple colors. So they're going to go with my outfits. Um, I'm going to be outside in the summer with them on. I think this is just what it's going to be for a while. And um, yeah, I hope that you guys are being safe still and that you know that we are still in a pandemic but that you are making the best decisions for you and for your loved ones and I promise you I'm going to try to post a new show very very soon okay oh and if you are a uh, mental health advocate a therapist a um social someone who works in social justice I don't know why I'm blanking um and you 
are a social activist. There you go. You're a social activist or somebody who is just a mental health advocate. Reach out to be on the podcast. All right. So guys, be safe and be well. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, you can follow us on all our social media sites at Black Therapist Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as Black in Therapy on Facebook. Or you can follow your host, me, Miss M-S-N-I-K-I Banks on Instagram and Twitter, as well as you can find out any information about me at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A Banks.com and on the show's website, Black Therapist podcast.com and don't forget if you want to send us any general feedback show suggestions uh, show topics or guest ideas please feel free to drop us an email at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com thank you be well